It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, Kit fans, and welcome back to the Talking Kit podcast, which is a podcast from free <laughs> football. I've lost that one. I've totally lost that one. Let's start again. Hello, Kit fans, and welcome back to the Talking Kit podcast, a podcast for football kit fanatics made by three football kit fanatics. And let me tell you, this time on episode five, there is actually free football kit fanatics here. Sean has returned from the wilderness like Tevez back in 2011 when he went AWOL during training or summer and went off to Argentina. Sean is back. Hello. I wasn't training. I was working hard. I'm not saying you. I'm not saying you're Tevez. I'm saying... Not literally Tevez. You didn't literally yeah. go to Argentina and play golf for six months. Yeah. You're not a troll, are you? And start a rock band. Oh, no, that was um, Osvaldo, weren't it, for Southampton? Getting your Argentinians mixed up. Yeah, it's not a great start to the point, is it? Where have you been? What's going on? Working. I, I mean, a man, a man of many words, and you know, we couldn't wait for you to just come back and just retort like that to us. Not only working, but working in the hospitality industry, which no free time. Well, you say you've not had any free time, Sean, and I will bring us on to this nicely because I don't know how long this is going to take. But I know you visited your mum recently, uh, which of course is mine and Aaron's auntie, and like a good son. Yeah, like, like a good son. And were you doing some gardening? Did you know my mum's mum's not a gardener? She's not got green fingers at all. She was like, oh, cut down this bush and blah, blah, blah. And it grew back three times the size. She's got a plum tree. It grows mint plums, by the way. Not not mint plums. It's not a hybrid. It's just plums that are right ready for the picking. And me being a, a footballer, goalkeeper. Um, <laughs> so picking these plums, I tried to clear my mum's house roof. Like Could you t- tell the story as you said to your mum? I tried to explain it though. I explained it to me. Just you said, <laughs> did you ask for a permission? No, I said, just watch out. I'm going to try and clear the house with a plum. I tried to say it's like a gold kit. 
pull them out of my hands. My mum was stood about two metres away. I'm getting old now. My accuracy is not great. Rather than go over the house, hit my mum straight in the face. Some <laughs> may say plum in the face. Here in the, and she went down. <laughs> if you've ever tried, if you ever kicked a plum at a 61 year old woman in her own house, her own garden, mate. Not good. I was, at first I was upset and then I laughed and then, and then she's still out. so the, the basic the end of the story the tale of the story is that you hit your mum in your face with your plums is that what you're saying oh <laughs> if I knew where this was going I wouldn't have said that story he but, hit his mum his, his mum square in the face with his tasty plums that's what he told us a full pelt gold kit so yeah well three minutes in and we've got the first clip of the uh, episode well done Sean perfect I was just going to ask who he's, gonna, who he's wearing this evening this is Al Garafi. It's um, a Qatar team, or Qataris will say a Qatar. This kit's actually from the 90s. The reason I'm wearing it is because my future brother-in-law was brought up in Qatar and ended up, tra- he went to an English school over there, an international school. He trained with this team for a few years, played for their under-18s, I think. It's when Paolo Wanchok played for them as well. And he got given a lot of kits. And I've just been to the house. I like, I need a football kit for the podcast. He was like, mate, I've got loads. He had Kaka from AC Milan. He had Al Garafi, this one. He had Al Sad from Qatar as well. And who else did he have? A lot of Wolves shirts. He's a Wolves seen to get older. Um, yeah, so I thought, do you know what? That's a good story to tell. So he's trained with I actually trained with pro footballers. Nice. Very nice. That sponsor, didn't um, Wolves get, well, at least not a sponsor, the manufacturer. Is it, are they called Baruda or something like weird like that? I can't remember what they're called. The one um, in the centre, the little wavy lines. Oh, the, wavy oh, lines the manufacturer. I'm sure um, Wolves. Well, that says, that actually looks like it says Baruda. There you go. I should do a podcast about football kits and all my stuff. Yeah. Oh, wait. So, yeah, I mean, it's good to have what? you back. It's a good kit now. What now? It's a good kit, isn't it? looks like a nice kit. It's all right. The badge it kind of looks like a knockoff Porto badge to me. It does, actually. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Good eyes, man. Thank you. As I was saying, it's good to have you back, finally. You've been missing for three episodes. Two episodes you missed. Two, uh, three, I think. Yeah, two. Two. I've yeah. listened to two. You didn't listen to the last one because you didn't know about the quick fire questions. So. No, I was busy. <laughs> oh, yeah, the hospitality industry, obviously. Let's not go there. No. <laughs> That's one for another podcast. Yeah. So if you didn't know, Sean, we've started having guests on. We had, Last episode, we had the Kitsman on. Great episode. I, I think you'll find. Yeah, it was a great episode. You know, very knowledgeable about kits and... Just an all-around nice guy. He even came on the last episode of The Strip Down, which is obviously our new live Friday night show when Premier League fixtures are on. So obviously, Sean, you don't have to have any dealing with that whatsoever, seeing as you're in the National League. Yeah, it's been, it's been, you've missed a lot, but there's a lot more to come, which is great. So as I said, we've got a lot of big run-up now of guests coming on the pod. And yeah, we've got some someone coming in very, very soon, which I can't wait for. James, how have you been? You, you did well on the um, on the strip down, to be honest with you, mate. I was I was quite worried for my hosting future. The way I, you well, handled. I think I think your position there is, is safe with that one. It was it was good to just not necessarily have an opinion and just list to everyone else's. But no, it's good. It's good. It's nice to have Sean back, isn't it? Don't throw back to him. He's had his minute. We're talking about. No, no I'm just I'm just saying. Yeah, I'm just I was looking forward to this one to have Sean back. But no, it's uh, it's good to do the strip down, and um, but it's great to do this as well as sort of less pressure on. This because yeah. it's not live and on YouTube on well, a Friday no, that, evening. That's true. So mm. if people can't tell, what are you wearing on this episode? I've got, well, I mean, have you got this as well, Aaron? Yeah, well, again, we're not talking about me. We're talking about you. Stop I'm just uh, wondering, it's the... It's the second kit, right? No, it's third, third kit. Third kit. Manchester United third kit. The latest. Yeah. And I think it's yeah. the first kit I've had actually. Oh, look, I'm doing it the wrong way because of the camera. With something on the sleeve. Uh, still getting used to that. But yeah, nothing on the back. Don't do names on the back these days. Yeah. Um, 
let's not talk. I, you know what? I've not worn a United kit for a while now on this podcast, and I've wore it after the last couple of games that they've had. So just is that I mean, a definition of a true fan or just an idiot? I'm not sure. But call yourself a true fan if you want. It's fine. Or both. But yeah, um, yeah, they've not been doing too great lately, have they? No. Less, the less we talk about that, the better. I think for anyone who wants to know, I'm wearing the Brazil 2019 Copa America shirt they wore which is a throwback to the very first shirt that Brazil wore, which they lost the World Cup final to Uruguay in, which then made them change to yellow. There's a little story for you. So, Karen wearing Brazil. Well, shot Karen. It's not, it's not July 2021 now, is it? Nah, your roles are long gone, boys. It's all about Brazil again. It's now. all about Brazil again now. It's all yeah. about Brazil. Anyway, moving on from us, all caught up. So, yeah, like I said before, we've got some guests coming on the show. For the next couple of episodes now, maybe up until episode 12, I believe, some great guests, some speciality guests, and just general kit fans as well. So you may have seen, you may have not seen, if you follow Talking Kit, obviously we are part of the Sports Social Network, Podcast Network, and there's a host of podcasts on there. It's great if you're into horse racing, American football, NHL, NBA, all sorts of football, Arsenal, United, Chelsea, the like, and stuff like that. And then, you know, more speciality podcasts. One of the best ones. I have to say, not just because we've been on there and they're coming on the show, but genuinely one of the best podcasts out there, something that we all love, is Team of Our Lives. And they're two guys who love um, Naughty's football, which you should because it was a great decade of football. So yeah, their podcast is all centered around that. Me and James are featured on there, which is probably the best episode that we've had so far. I have to say so myself. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's uh, run by Ollie and Harry, and we are very lucky to have them on with us. Hello, boys. How are we going? You okay? We are very well. Thank you for your uh, kind words. Thank you very much. You know. You know, it wasn't written, yep. it's all off the top of my head, so it's obviously heartfelt. You know, I'm not just making it up. Think of this as a trickier way, like after your home, like in the in your oh, okay, okay. So, we've got, we've got to go, we've got to go to Kiev away. You've got to get a result, yeah. you've got to get a result tonight. Yeah, yeah. you're protecting a lead, you're protecting a one nil lead. It's you know, it's precarious, so it's on a plastic pitch, and you're not happy about it. But here we go, <laughs> no, there we are. So, guys, so obviously, you run that podcast, it's been going for. You're in the second season now, I believe. Yeah, so we've um, we've done the first series where it's just basically the first series was just me and Harry recounting like uh, different fi- different themes of the naughty. So we talk about managers, weird transfers, like cult heroes, um, and then we have done like a little mini Euro version. But the, the the newest series, the latest series, which is out now, wherever you get your podcast, um, <laughs> slick. It's, it's exactly yeah, I've done that before. It's probably our favourite because we've had guys like the football community, like you guys, came on. Um, we've had comedians on, uh, other podcasters, writers, authors. who've basically come on and told us their stories from the noughties, and that's what we've wanted to kind of do is because we we grew up in that period, and you know, in, in the nineties is when the FA Premier League was established, and in the noughties is when it kind of took its stronghold in in kind of my opinion, and how as a Portsmouth fan I'll, I'll, I'll let him speak for himself for me it's the golden period I, I can agree with that so just before we get into your love for the Nartis and, and, and the little things we've got lined up for you to start any episode what we're going to start to do now with guests is just fire some quick questions at them and you just have to give us the first answer you think of so let's start I was going to say let's get an answer each because we did have one guest on last time we've got two yeah, yeah. There, might, there might be a difference in opinion between the guys you know so uh... so I'll start off and then you can just both give me an answer it's all centred around kits we'll, we'll kick off the first one is short or long sleeves short yeah I've got, got to be short okay both on short uh, stadium or authentic kit authentic yeah I'd agree as well okay some people go for stadium because it's not as sort of tight. I, I guess mm. I don't know. Collar or no collar? Ooh. Yeah, I'm going collar all day long. I am. I am quite partial to a collar. Yeah, exactly. 
Sponsor, yes or no? No. Yes. What? Oh. So, so the blank shirt or not a blank shirt? You know, are we? This is going to be controversial, and feel free to kick me if you feel uh, you need to. But surely <laughs> the, the sponsor makes the shirt. In although I think it can in some cases, but again, yeah. I don't know if you think of Barcelona had the best kits with no sponsor. Exactly. Well, that, yeah. no, that, they're the exception to the rule. But well, well especially in, in the nineties, sponsors lasted for years, so that yeah. was like they made the kit. Also, exactly. You could associate a sponsor with a kit. I think. Cool. There's, no right, there's no right or wrong answers here, guys. We're just, I'm we're just, just sure that that. I'm just putting in my two cents. But Sean is right. <laughs> <laughs> Although I'm wearing a kit with no spots on, right? Next question. 1 to 11 are squad numbers. I'm going to be controversial again and say squad numbers. Ideally, you'd like to see 1 to 11, wouldn't you? But you just don't see it anymore. Is that an answer, Harry? <laughs> <laughs> I'll go for or 1 is to that 11 you on the if fence? I could get it. That's I'll, a, no, okay. If I could get it, I'd have 1 to 11. But... No, that's fair. Train. That's fair, you know. Some some people like squad numbers just to the fact obviously certain players make the num they make the, the name from a, a number outside of a lot and you think of obviously Roy Keane, um, Dwight York, Nathan Oligo Solskjaer, Robin Van Persie sort of thing. So again, it's all about opinions and, and preference. Training shirts or training jackets? Uh I'm gonna go jackets. It's hard one that because some training shirts are wonderful. I mean others are horrible. Uh, <laughs> um, no, I think they're probably don't jackets because jackets usually look, you know, pretty solid. Usually, if you sell a training shirt in a club shop, that is an absolute con. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Get your initials um, on it as well. Yeah. Oh, and a little number and everything. Sixty quid. <laughs> <laughs> there's actually people that will get the name on a training shirt like they are part of the squad as well I've seen it and the last question is online purchase or charity shop find it's got to be a charity shop find I yeah. think yeah definitely well, it goes without saying well as you pass you can move on to the next stage of the interview <laughs> <laughs> happy days <laughs> yeah so if we go back then you're talking about obviously the night being sort of your favourite period of, of sort of football so talk about some of your favourite footballers from that period, who sort of lit up that period in, in terms of making you fall in love? Well, um, for me, the noughties football is all about characters. I think the 90s had a lot of good characters as well. Obviously, your, your Gazers and you kind of, I suppose, to an extent, you're like Letitiaes. They just had play, players with like a bit about them who were just a bit different, you know what I mean? There's, you, you've even got that in the modern game. So for me, it's like Ronaldinho is the standout. He just he's levels above everyone else in terms of what he could do with football, what no one else would even attempt to do. Um, but even your Rivaldo's, your Kakas, your Andre Shevchenko's players who shouldn't be on a pitch but somehow have made it because of their their, their little quirks. So for me, it's the characters and the stories behind them that, that make it for me. Uh, yeah, I mean, I can't deny like Ronaldinho, obviously, is sort of a man when it comes to naughty football. Uh, the other one that when we ask this question, we always get the answer as well. It's obviously Henri, what you could do with Ball's Magical. But as a, as a Portsmouth fan, I could, I could sit here all day and just list random Pompey players, but I probably shouldn't put you through that. But uh, if I have okay. to pick one, I'd go for Loire Loire. Like, what that guy could do, oh. and talking about being a character and just entertaining, but, but injuring himself doing backflips, like stupid, never be allowed today, but so entertaining. <laughs> Colchester <Dude>. Ledson. <laughs> <laughs> I do remember his uh, somersault celebration, yeah. Do you remember that? See, when I think of Portsmouth, I always think of Limboy Primus. I, I, always, yeah. I always will do. Yeah. Limboy Primus, definitely. When he like um, massively into God, but like Akka and stuff. You're on the charity in Portsmouth called uh, Faith in Football, and it's all about like getting people into the church and stuff. He actually um, came to my school when I was at primary school, and uh, like we opened a 
five sides like pitch at our school and he came down and like everyone took a penalty against him and i'm sure we all scored because he's too nice to ever actually try and save any well i think to be honest limbo primus if he's religious he's better at crosses but good night <laughs> if you could pick a favorite moment from sort of naughty's football Ooh. what what would that that moment be We'll start with you, Harry, on this one. Okay. Well, there's only one moment I can pick, isn't there? And that's uh, when Seoul went up and lift the FA Cup. <laughs> what more can I ask for? That was a great day for football in general, that, I think. Yeah, for sure. I mean, the actual final, obviously, we were favourites because we're playing a championship Cardiff. But just it's still the underdog story, isn't it? That the years before that, you had, you know, it was just top four teams winning the FA Cup and we sort of broke that dominance. On the run-up to that, did you not knock out Manchester United where Rio Ferdinand had to step in goal as well? Yeah, which again just adds, adds an extra caveat to that story, doesn't it? Yeah, it was one of those games where we should never have won, and uh, we'd like cleared things off the line. And uh, the penalty probably wasn't a penalty, I'm sure they will. Uh, you, you, you kicked Thomas Kushak in the head, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then obviously Ferdinand had to go and go for it. But I mean, even any penalty when Montari's taken it, it's, it's going to go in, isn't it? So, yeah, it's just another thing that we get to say, Oh, we're not out United. They're the only big team left in the competition at that point. Was it Montari who had that weird squad number? No, he was number 11, I think, wasn't he? He was number three. Oh, number yeah. two. Like, uh, we'll you, you think, you think really Asamoah Jan? Asamoah Jan, yeah. Maybe. Uh, yeah. No, was... Sunderland. Yeah, oh, Sunderland. Again, na- completely a different team. That's what happens when you bring fans from the na- National League into the big boy <laughs> conversations. No, I'm 90s and 2000s. <laughs> I was going to go back, obviously, to the... The FA Cup win. I, I imagine you know. Remember the tagline for the FA Cup, the magic of the cup. It pretty much sums up that season, I'm guessing for you, doesn't it? In, in oh, terms yeah. of beating United and then actually going on to lift the uh, the trophy. Yeah, it was you know being like last year or just the year after I left secondary school, I think. So it's like it was. So my dad was a season ticket holder, big Pompey fan, and was always like, "I'm not going to Wembley unless it's to watch Portsmouth," and he got to do that. And you know, it took him like forty something years, and took me like sixteen. So I can't complain. <laughs> Rub it in his face, do you? Oh, yeah, look at that. That's, <laughs> that's it. Ollie obviously being a, a big United fan. Yeah. Great decade for United. Um, Absolutely. Winning winning the most titles during that decade. Obviously, the culmination of that is winning the double, the Champions League and the Premier League. Big conversation going around social media this week, just asking, is that um, 08 team, sort of, that, that sort of team that won the three in a row. What is that better than the treble team? So being a massive fan of the noughties, were they? No. Uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't want to be too blase about it. I think we may have had a better squad because if you look at the 99 team, we still had players like Roddy Onsen and David May and, you know, they, they were never really great. But then you look at the bench at United in 08 and you had Park Sung, Darren Fletcher's, Carrick's, you know, players who would come in and do a job. It was a great time to be a United fan, and that I was going to my memory of it, of the noughties in general. One of the standout memories for me is that Paul Scholes goal against Barcelona in the in the semi final because I was I was at work, much like Sean. I at the time worked in the hospitality industry, and my m- manager was a Northern Irish guy. And as you know, all Northern Irish people support Manchester United, so he had the laptop open. And I just I snuck through the office door and saw that goal go in as it happened, as I was meant to be washing dishes or something. So um, yeah, like we just erupted in celebration. So that was that was a, that was my favourite memory. Go back to you, Harry. Obviously, Pompey being in the Premier League, that must have been something you never never really dreamed of as a fan. Um, yeah, well, obviously, I started supporting Portsmouth. We were in Division One at the time, or the Championship now. 
And, uh, you know, I was still quite young when we got up to Premier League. So I, I sort of hadn't known any different. And then I'd, you know, everyone would give you stories. Don't get carried away. We've seen them in all four divisions. And you're like, I'm not going to see that. We're a Premier League team. We're, we're finishing mid-table, winning cups. Little do you know, I've now seen them in all four divisions. <laughs> but yeah, it was an incredible time to you know to be a Pompey fan to have what twenty thousand at Fratton Park every week. I've you know I, I saw games where United came down and lost. I've seen wonder goals uh, from Matty Taylor. Things that you know I just couldn't even dream of seeing at Fratton Park now. Gives all those lower league teams hope. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Definitely. Well, we got a five-year plan, Stockport. We a championship in five years. Well, you had everyone, to put, everyone has a five-year plan. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you've had to put that. Back, you've had to put that back here now, haven't you? Because of last year, you failed. So oh, that was But when you hear Harry, when you hear stories from Harry Redknapp talking about players like Carnu who could barely walk, and yet he'd go on at the weekend and get a goal and get a result, and he did have this sort of ragtag bunch of sort of players, Teddy Sheringham sort of played. Into, yeah. into his footies and stuff like that. How how would you feel about these signings? This this we know he's not a wheeler and dealer, Harry Redknapp. He made that quite clear in his interview. But how do you feel about that? Was it great to see these sort of big names, if you like, join the club? Or yeah, for sure. Obviously, obviously, as you say, he's not a wheeler and dealer. He's just a great <laughs> manager uh, somehow. No, um, I have a very strange love hate relationship with Harry Redknapp. I think all Pompey fans do. But yeah, the signings obviously incredible. Like. They say Carnu. I think he was at West Brom before us, and when he when we signed him, we're like, oh, he hasn't done anything for them. Why have we got him? And he goes on to score like ridiculous amount of goals that season. Scores the goal that wins us the FA Cup. Uh, so you know he can't complain. Sol Campbell coming on a free, like incredible. Like, David James turning his career around at Portsmouth. Like it, it, it was just so many. And even like the young players he brought in, like uh, Cranchar, and you know, he, he knew what he was doing. And Whenever he signed anyone, there's a couple of flops. You know, we had Nugent and Utaka never quite lived up to potential. But most of the time, you just knew whoever he was signing, they were going to turn good. Steve Stone, and throwback to Steve Stone. Oh, well. Steve Stone was incredible for Portsmouth. When, that, that first early few seasons when we were signing like old, uh, experienced players. Oh, Proz- yeah, Prozanecki came in just before. That was pre wasn't it? Yeah, so a few season. Full Redknapp came in, Prozneki was playing, and the man was unreal. Like, there was a game where I think he scored all four goals and we uh, drew 4 4. And he was just like, What more can I do? And like, walked out of the dressing room, like, didn't speak to the rest of the players. Like, yeah. And then the, when Redknapp came in the first season, we had Paul Merson turn up for us in the championship. And obviously, he was just unbelievable for that season. But as soon as we're in the Premier League, we're like, All right, you, know, you can't quite do it there. But yeah, those sort of older names, we had like Andy Cole coming at one point, uh, you know, everyone wanted to come for Harry. I don't know whether that's envelopes under the table or whether that's just because <laughs> they loved him. I'm not sure. Probably, he's probably offering um, Sandra's Jamroli Poli. That's how we probably got him all. Yeah. <laughs> that's it, yeah. Um, moving on then. So we've got another little quiz for you. So what we've decided to do is drum up some sort of obscure naughty footballers just to test your knowledge and see if you know him. Oh, God. Um, I think James has got some little facts. So, do I give you a little bit of a fact file and I'll put the picture up? See, yeah. So, I think I've think got it in the order that you're going to throw them up. So, this player, I don't know if you want to give it a guess. This player, well, ex player now, uh, now manages uh, Enyimba FC in Nigeria. Um, don't know if that gives anything away just yet. Might be a bit too obscure. Between 01 and 03, they played for Ipswich Town. 
and got 35 appearances. Right. This yeah. is it's one of these. It's going to be something. It was which town between 01 and 03. They would have been in the Premier League that 01 season. And this we've spoken about Ipswich before. Who's it bloody going to be? I can't remember. Previous clubs: Ajax, Real Betis, and Mallorca. Also capped for Nigeria oh. 62 times between 91 and 2002. Oh, is it, it's not. No, it's not. It's, I'm more thinking of Michael Ricketts. No. Let's go for the pitch, Aaron. Go on, let's go on. Oh, what's his flipping name? <laughs> ah. I was still watching championship football at this point. What is his name? It more is, of course. Number, more than number 33, which really annoyed me as well. Yeah. So, You're going to have to put me out of my misery. Fanidi George. Yeah. That's his uh, name. Again, Aaron told me to put a, a bunch of obscure naughty footballers together, and this one sprang to mind just as a, I believe, <laughs> a Champions League winner with Ajax, who certainly yeah, was. Squad. Yeah, yeah, to Ipswich. Yeah. I think did he end up um, playing in the UEFA Cup with Ipswich? Oh, yeah, yeah, they made it in their Maybe. first season, so about two thousand two. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but yeah, thirty-five appearances, seven goals, but yeah, currently a manager in Nigeria, which I found out on Wikipedia today. So lovely stuff. I remember Fiji George because of his. Um, do you remember Nick Hancock's football nightmares? Yeah, yeah. He feeds on that whenever he's got a goal. He wore his little cowboy hat. He got a cowboy hat from the crowd. <laughs> oh, Fiji George, yeah. Where's Real Betis when he played for? When he yeah. That. The next one. Um, okay, so this player played in the Premier League between two thousand and two thousand and three. And initially started off with a loan spell at Birmingham City. Uh, that doesn't give too much away. But this one stood out because of their sort of previous successes prior to joining. 30 appearances and six goals. Previous clubs Bordeaux, Milan, Barcelona and Marseille. Capped 55 times for France. Oh, I know who it is. Who the fuck is it? Uh, we... <laughs> oh, it's not... Um, yeah. not he also not won Yuri. the World Cup. He also won the yeah, World Cup. it's not World Yuri. Cup. And Euro 2000 it, winner. It's not Yuri Jorkaev. We've spoken about this player. It's, it's he was like an obscure striker. He's a striker. Yeah, I know. I know exactly who you mean, but I can't remember the name for the life of me. Let's oh, it's not up. Greg. It's not Gregory, is it? Yeah, I, I know. I know the guy. It's just I can't think of a fucking name. Because <laughs> <laughs> we we've spoken about him. It's just like, is it Dugary? It so, is. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. Christoph yeah. Dugri, 30 appearances, yeah. six goals for Birmingham. So again, yeah. just one of these, I think, was it like a January window sort of loan signing initially? And yeah. then he helped keep them up and then they signed him permanently. I think he had 15 uh, appearances in both seasons. But yeah, World Cup winner going to Birmingham City seemed like a, again, bit of a throwback type of move really for the North. Yeah, it was, the same, it was the same with Yuri Jorkiev. He joined uh, Bolton oh, and then went yeah. to Fulham for three games. Apparently a, pu- a pundit now for um, Canal Plus, is it called in France? So there we go. Next one. Now this one's a tough one. Oh God. Between, <laughs> well, between 03 and 04, Bolton Wanderers and I'll give you the stats for this player. It's part of the reason why I think Big Sam signed him. 255 career goals in 328 games. Ooh. Capped for Brazil 10 times with one goal. And was recently sort of voted into uh, Brazilian government uh, with 41,000 votes in 2014, I found out today. Um, only seven appearances for Bolton. Apparently had a bit of a weight problem and never quite. Do I give his previous clubs as well? Previous club, yeah, yeah. Porto, he got 130 goals in 125 appearances. Galatasaray, he got 22 in 24 appearances. 
And for Sporting Lisbon, he got 53 and 49 appearances. But I don't think he broke his duck at Bolton. No. And it was, he was there at 0304. Correct, yes, 0304, seven oh, appearances. Can't re- we, we think is we've studied this team a lot. <laughs> it's so annoying. And it's just one of those, as soon as the, as soon as the, it's just two, Middlesbrough and Bolton are the two teams who've kind of like, it's like when you come, pra- come to practice love. for that maths exam and you just can't quite think of that formula yeah, when you get into like, there. This generally happened when I was at school. Our, our history teacher was teaching us all about like Nazi Germany, and then like we came to the exam, and it was about the fucking like Henry the Eighth and shit. And we're like, oh, what? <laughs> like, this uh, is uh, it's is it not um, Nelson Oliveira? It's not that guy, is it? No. no. First name is the brother of Luigi. Mario. Oh, what's his fucking name? <laughs> no, just please tell me. Go on, James. Mario Jardel. Are we going to go for yeah, Jardel? Yeah. Jardel. So yeah, I think Big Sam saw his goal scoring record was like, let's get him. And then I think he was a couple of couple of stone too heavy when he uh, got to the Reebok Stadium. Genuinely, uh, there was a, there was like he was like sort of the next big striker. If you look at his sort of record for Porto and Sporting Lisbon, it was un- unbelievable. And he was linked to massive clubs and he turns up at Bolton and does absolutely nothing. Um but yeah, it was a, it was a shock. It's one of them weird again, one of them weird Christoph Duggery signings, but just didn't go anywhere, did it? Seven appearances, no goals. This one, mm, more success, I'm not too sure. Five years at Middlesbrough between 02 and 07. So oh, if you study the Middlesbrough team, guys... <laughs> oh, I should listen to that. Cut that out. Cut that bit out. <laughs> Two caps for Italy, but no goals. Previous club, Empoli, Palermo, uh, Sampdoria, and also Brisbane Raw after they played for Middlesbrough. 80 appearances and 18 goals. It's not macaroni, is it? He's got it in one. He's only gone the game. Study that team. I I studied that team. Massimo Macaroni. Macaroni. What a name. Didn't he keep on playing until like 2015 or something? I I think he's still playing. I think think he's still playing now, to be honest with you. I had a quick look on sort of wikis. I think he's still playing now. His nickname's Big Mac. Just so you know. Nice. Return of the Mac, yeah. <laughs> and yeah, you last one, James. Last one. Again, a few a few seasons in the Premier League between 02 and 06. Argentinian, but never capped for them. Part of the Pizza Hut era that you'll remember on the shirts. Uh, and I've got here, he wore a mask when he celebrated, but unlike Robin Hood, he played for the rich and turned out to be poor. See that little <laughs> bit of research. Very good. Currently head coach for uh, is it Kilme? Kilmes in Argentina? If you say so. Yeah. Uh, and 27 appearances and six goals uh, for Fulham in that time period. For Fulham, Argentina. And or again, I, I remember him because when he did score, he would wear a mask. Oh, it does ring a bell. Oh, I've seen that's, on screen. That's early Fulham, isn't it? Um, because oh. <laughs> he, he got the he got did he get the he got the number nine after Luisa Hall before? I think it was. I want to say after. Oh two to oh six, so I think no. he probably he probably inherited that. No, I can't remember his name. It's, it'll be one of those ones to go ah. But uh... actually, I think Saha wore eight for. Oh, uh, yeah, oh yeah, he did. He did. Louis Saha wore eight for Fulham. Wore nine for United, didn't he? Yeah. That's right. No, can't remember for life of me. This is Facundo Sava. He was called. So Sava. maybe then from Saha to Sava, thinking you know. Yeah. <laughs> uh... <laughs> That would work, but yes, just six goals for Fulham. It's weird because I remember seeing he, he might have scored in back-to-back weekends. I remember him seeing that mask again and again. I think he kept it in his shin pad. But um, there you go. They're my obscure naughties players. All 
Okay, so yeah, a little feature we've not done for a little while on, on the pod because we've got two guests on. I thought, let's have a, a little game of shirt impressions. So this is where we send someone free shirts and they have to tell us sort of the first player that comes to mind and when they see that shirt. So I sent the shirts over to Ollie and he's been very kind and obliged and sent me three players that he first thought of when he got these shirts. And Harry's going to try best to get in the mind of Ollie being mates, you know, you think you might have an inkling of who you're gonna gonna pick for each shirt. We'll, we'll start off with um, with this shirt, and that is the '99 to 2000 uh, Chelsea home shirt, and that's got your, your typical Chelsea shirt back then. The old crest with the CFC and the lion. It's Umbro, auto glass, and it's got the. You can't really see it, but it's got the Umbro sort of down the sleeves. On the, I told Jay about, and he's like, he thought it was saying Umbro. Rather than the actual logos <laughs> in the United shirt, who did Ollie say this shirt reminded him of when he saw it? God, did he say it's ninety nine two thousand? So it's ninety nine to two thousand and one. Oh, it's a couple of couple of seasons. Okay, yeah. But uh, back when you could have shirts for two years. Yeah, good old <laughs> good times. <laughs> um, who would Ollie have said? See, I'm starting to doubt myself if he was ever in that shirt. Uh, I'm gonna say. This isn't going to be what Ollie said, but I'm going to say it's, he said Hasselbank. <laughs> Head in hand. You can tell by his reaction. Harry, what kind of players do I like? Yeah, but I'm just trying to <laughs> come up with someone I'm pretty sure I've seen in it. <laughs> I've seen my brother in it, but it's not going to be him, is it? <laughs> oh, I should have said that. That would have been good been a really good footballer. No, so Ollie actually... Part of this player, Harry, unfortunately. See, the man, the legend, John that, was, that was my original thought, and then I was like, I'm not sure <laughs> if it's too late. Too obvious. How, how old was Zola there? He looks about 45 there, doesn't he? Probably he, was. He looks he looks younger now than he does there. Yeah, he does. Well, he left Chelsea yeah. in 2003, and he went to Cagliari until yeah. 2005, I think. So yeah, he put on a few years. That um, <laughs> that sort of back heel slash. Back kick from the corner was oh, it was amazing, isn't it? One of my favorite goals. goals. Yeah, Yeah. great, great player, great player. So it's none for one at the moment, Harry. So let's get into the next one. Um, Come on, (laughs) get in mind of Ollie now. You need to get into sort of his way of thinking. You know, the the players are like the next one is this it's the Arsenal 2002 to 2004 shirt. Obviously, you think of the Invincibles winning the league in a shirt. So who's the first player that, that Ollie thought of? When Surely there's only one, isn't there? It could be. You thought, that, you thought that last time and you got it wrong. So you don't know. Come on now. I'm doubting myself right now. I think, you know, <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna, whatever I'm going to say is going to be... Oh, mate. To me, I'd say it was Thierry Henry. But Ollie's going to turn around a bit. Oh, I said Freddie Lundberg, isn't he? I don't, you tell me. Who's, who's he said? He's got, he should have said Thierry Henry. He should have. Is that, is that your final answer? Yeah, Robert Perez. You ready? Come on. Oh, thanks. <laughs> you got it right. Oh, yeah. You got it right. Well done. Don't, don't he went. Yourself, he went for Alex Manninger. Who'd have thought? Lorraine. Yeah. <laughs> he's not. He's not. He's not Leno. You don't wear the kits like Leno. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It's great. Yeah, it's got to so be Andre, got... hasn't it, for that one? Yeah, but um, when we were talking about sort of doing this, I thought the Invincibles, you would think of Henri, but that, that team had so many players, you know, you think oh, of sure. uh, Roberto, Perez, um, Vieira yeah, still. Yeah. yeah, you know, they had so many players. Lauren, Ash, I, I know what you mean, you, you obviously doubt yourself, but 
he's the standout man, isn't he, for that team. He's just the, the first person you probably think of. Okay, so, you know, you're one for two. You can save it now, Harry, with this last one. Um, Pressure. This, <laughs> Yeah, a little bit. This is the 2008 to 2009 AC Milan shirt. Who do you think? He has been mentioned in the pod already. So wow. I'll give you a little bit of a clue. I think so we mentioned two think? players who were playing for AC at that point. Oh, well, some, I know, some I know who I would say because he he scored a goal past Portsmouth wearing it. I'm starting to think Ollie's going to go for the other player we've mentioned. <laughs> but it's got to be Ronaldinho. But if you said Kaka, I'm not going to be happy. <laughs> oh, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Your favourite player of all time is Ronaldinho. What are you doing? What is it, what did, did you say Ronaldinho? Yeah. He said Ronaldinho, yeah. He scored against Pompey in that in that kit. Yeah, Ronaldinho. <laughs> no, it's Ronaldinho in Barcelona, not in AC Milan. Yeah, Kaká won the Ballon d'Or 2000, 2008. 2008, he scored against Pompey in that kit. Yeah, 2008, <laughs> Kaká scored against Man United. I'm not a Portsmouth fan, you idiot. Yeah, he's your favourite player. Yeah. This feature has just brought the end to one of the, the greatest podcasts out there. I can't yeah. believe it. Oh, man, There's yeah. no more. There's no more team of our lives. Oh, what have we done? Like, what have we done? Yeah. <laughs> like a single of our lives. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, Harry, you only got one out of three there. So, I mean, that's not bad. It's not the worst. Well, I think when these two did it, you two didn't get one at all, did you? No, I think we we had, we were poor. You do start to doubt yourself, don't you? I, I've been there, Harry, where you, we start to overthink it and overcomplicate it. But, but uh... the, the, prob- the problem is, though, if you're playing against Sean, it well, could yeah, literally so. be. It could be anyone. It could be Mario Jardel. It'd be someone that's played about two games. It'd, it'd, it'd <laughs> pull out the most obscure play that you could ever think of. Anyway. Yeah. Well, you need to know. So, so no, unfortunately, you you didn't get it right. But you got what you got one. That's enough to take away. We well, won't do a leaderboard. Sure. Yeah, we won't do a leaderboard like you guys because you know we're not that mean. <laughs> Thank God. This is why we had to stop playing games between us because Ollie would ask me questions and. I'd start blanking and be like, stop it. Too much pressure. I had to make him stop. <laughs> there's always, there's always, we'll get you on again. You can have another goal. Don't worry about it. Um, we can see if you can redeem yourself. All right. Right. We're going to get into the pinnacle now, the, the, the probably the best feature of the show. It is Desert Island Kits. <laughs> Welcome back to Talking Kits. This is the Football Kit Podcast. Run by free football kit fanatics for football kit fanatics. We're getting into the crunch part of the show. The bit we're all been waiting for is as a kit. This is where we're going to ask each of the guys to pick a home, away, and a third shirt that they would take to a desert island with them. So yeah, let's get straight into it. So Harry, we'll kick it off with you. So can you tell us which home shirt that you've chosen for the feature? Yeah, so I've chosen the uh, Real Madrid home kit from 2005-2006. Two sort of reasons. First reason is that this was around the time that I'd really started getting into La Liga football. And uh, for my sins, Real Madrid was the first team I, like, I was really attracted to. This is the kit that I remember the most. Uh, obviously, it's just plain white for black Adidas stripes. It's got a collar. It's just not much more you can want from a from a Real Madrid kit, really. Yeah, it, now it's... Um... I think I'm not a massive, massive fan of Real Madrid, but yeah, it just kind of just brings back sort of memories of like you say, like the big man there, Zidane. Yeah, um, he's the only player you think of in that shirt. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Was Ronaldo still there at the time? I think. Yeah, um, like sort of peak Galactico uh, era. Like Beckham yeah. was there, Ronaldo's there. Sure. Carlos maybe plays like that. Yeah, Carlos yeah. would still be in there. Um, Goosey. Yeah. 
Guti, yeah. Guti would have been for sure. Yeah. Salgado. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, the, other, yeah. the other reason is it's, it's the first sort of, because uh, my dad always installed in me, but I was not allowed to wear any other English football shirt. So my football shirt collection came straight from abroad. And this was like the, yeah. the first sort of one I, I, I purposely went out and got myself rather than someone buying it for me or giving it to to me sort of thing. Nice. It's a good pick, James. But what's your thoughts on it? Yeah, obviously it's like the Galacticos era. So it's a, it's a really good pick. It's quite understated, isn't it? They've not overdone it with anything. It's not too flamboyant out there. It just sort of speaks for itself, doesn't it? Um, but it's a really nice kit. Yeah, I like it. Sean? All I can think of is Ronaldo wearing this kit. Um, Would... uh, it's, it's, it's Real Madrid playing, isn't it? <laughs> all right. All right. So, so what you see, Sean. Again, I'm not a fan, <laughs> of, um, not a fan of Real Madrid, really. I'm glad we brought you in for that, Sean. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> uh, okay, Harry, yep. Yeah, no, I'd say, uh, like I say, I'm not a big fan, but you know, classic, iconic Real Madrid in white, black. Uh, is it the first one with Siemens as well? I think it may have been or around that Maybe. time. Obviously, Zidane looked great in it. So, yeah, what are you picking for your away shirt? Yeah, so to, to jump from one the League of Giants to the other, it's a it's a Barcelona. Well, they originally was their away kit in two thousand three, two thousand four, and I think I think it was their third kit in two thousand four, two thousand five. Um, it's not it's not the most beautiful kit ever, but the reason of I picked it is because I went. I was very lucky that uh, I got to go see Barcelona play, and uh, this was a Barcelona shirt that probably was you know the cheapest one you could get me. But my my old man bought me bought it with me. Uh, on that day, and um, obviously went to. It was a few years later, and uh, it happened to be Messi's debut. I obviously didn't realise that until a couple of years later. But we looked it up. I was like, "Oh, that little kid that came on and scored—that's Messi," you know? Yeah. Wow. And wow. but the most like amazing thing about that day was I went to the I went in a Portsmouth top, and the reason my dad ended up having buy me a top in the first place. There's this little and uh, this little uh, Serbian boy on the coach of us, and he asked, he looks at my top and he's like, "Oh, Dejan Savanovic," and like I don't think he spoke much more English than that. And my dad was like, "Hang on, like, like on the way back, he like you gave me that top," and he's like, "Give the little boy your Portsmouth top." And, you know, and I had, so I gave my Portsmouth top to this boy, and I just hope that every now and then he still like you know looks up for scores and he's like, "Oh, Dejan Savanovic, how's Portsmouth?" <laughs> <laughs> so it's that really good that story to be honest like I've brainwashed them <laughs> Serbian into being a Pompey fan through this Barca kit somehow that Serbian yeah. is Alexandra Mitrovic <laughs> <laughs> started the Serbian sort of factor of the Portsmouth fan club and all that Takes yeah. coach, coach loads over to each game I, I love this kit I'm obviously Barcelona are sort of my second team not so much in the last couple of years um, like you say it was the away shirt and then obviously t- teams used to recycle it the next season and drop it down to the third because I, when I, when you sent me this straight away, I thought of Ronaldinho, but that obviously would have been the season. It was the third shirt, but no, I, I love it. Sort of the, the navy blue with the, the sort of regular blue and sort of red um, diagonal stripe down the side. The gold sort of night night tick. I think I don't know. I think it's a great shirt. Nice collar on it as well, which had yeah. no great pick, Sean. Well, I've never. I don't think I've seen Barcelona play in this, um, but again. I'll judge it on would I wear it on a night out. And I think it would be a good shirt to wear on a night out. <laughs> I think you'd agree. My my only no. criticism of it is I wish the uh, I wish the like the sash went the whole way really. Looking at it now it looks yeah, a little yeah. bit awkward. Yeah. yeah. I think I again that's just because of the template in it, because obviously yeah. I had the netting 
round where it kind of stops, which obviously would have stopped that lapping. But no, it, it, you're right, Sean. You could wear it on a on a night out. Yeah, James. Yeah, the collar. I think the collar on this makes it. It's very reminiscent of Nike in that era. Uh, it's almost similar to a pick that we had in last sort of the last uh, podcast, which was like a Roma kit. It's almost like that oh, yeah. um, golf type collar, the golf shirt type collar. But I really like it. Yeah, it's a really good pick. I think out of the two that you picked so far, this would be the one I would go for. I think I do really like it. We know that Barcelona can be quite loud, certainly for the home shirts and sort of their 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 patterns for the, for their colours. But I really like this one. Yeah. Uh, Ollie, any thoughts on it? Sorry, I didn't involve you in the last one, but that's I'll, all right. That's all right. I'm not a mass out of all the Barcelona kits out there. I, I, I'm not a massive fan of it, if I'm honest. It kind of just reminds me of Crystal Palace and like their their away shirt every every year. It's 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 all right. It's it's yeah. just all right. I'm it's sorry. Right. I think the goalkeeper um, got shortchanged in that one, didn't he, with the template that yeah, he got? Yeah. Uh, just looking at that Barca team, obviously you've got De Boer, you've got Koku, you've got Cliver, Overmars, a young Iniesta, Xavi, and Mendieta there. So yeah, it's, um, good good times. Um, and we'll move on finally then, Harry, to your third shirt, and yeah, yeah let, let us know what you've you've chosen for this one. So it's uh, I couldn't get away without doing a Portsmouth <laughs> kit, so. I've gone for a Portsmouth third kit. I think, oh, do I remember the year I picked? I think it's the uh, 2009 season, 2008 uh, two, season. Uh, 2007, 2008. Oh, okay. So it is the FA Cup winning year. All right. I, yeah. Let's um, <laughs> get that in there. Yeah. Um, yeah, because it was our sort of, would, strangely, would being made by Canterbury for this year. What well, obviously didn't last too long in football, but big rugby, mate. Yeah. And, uh, we 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 were one of those clubs that try try something new every season for our third kit, and this was our first like black third kit, and it stuck around for a few years. And I just remember as a kid being well, not well, you know, teenager being obsessed with this black and gold uh, one, and I, I wore it all the time. I just loved it. Uh, like it's it's got so much going on that it's not the greatest, but but like the little gold dots are like reflective and. They all had some sort of meaning, and uh, <laughs> yeah, it was I, it, it was unique for us to move the badge into the center. It's always usually on the heart, so I was like that. You know, it was novelty. Um, so it's just again like the other two. It's, it's one I owned and one I wore all the time. Oh, yeah, I think it's uh, a great shirt, James. Come to you. Yeah, you mentioned obviously it's normally a rugby uh, sort of uh, make, if you like, which again is different. I, I quite like the fact that it's almost on the collarbone, isn't it, as well, that. So it is quite different, the placement of it. Not a fan of the badge in the middle. Um, again, you've used it as a unique selling point there, Harry, but you have to be marked <laughs> down for that. Although the, 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 the black and gold is great um, and the and the sponsor isn't too too big. So it's a, it's a really nice kit. Was this one, would this one have been given away to a Serbian boy at any point or <laughs> was it still part of the collection? No, I've, I've still got it somewhere, but I'm pretty sure that I wore it so much that it just says like, okay, rather than <laughs> yeah. across the front. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> Ollie? What what are your thoughts on it? Yeah, the black black and gold works works well, doesn't it? Um, yeah, I do remember this kit, especially Sol Campbell on it as well. Yeah, it, it, it it's nice. It's relative for a lot going on. It's still quite tidy and quite neat. And I don't mind the badge in the middle, to be fair. Um, but yeah, I do like black and gold. I think it just works well. Sean, See, I don't I don't think there's enough black kits around. To be honest, I like a black kit, especially with the yellow. I, and and I didn't realise it was reflective. That's that is unique. 
Yeah. Tesco supermarket bouncer vibes, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, that's that's, what, that's the first thing I thought of. Yeah, when I saw so, it. Are you, are, you, are you saying you wouldn't wear this on a night out, Sean? <laughs> no, this is not a night out sort of shirt. But yeah, the first thing I think about is well, rugby, only because of the sponsor. Canterbury. Yeah. Have you ever sponsored anyone else, Canterbury? Not I think like at the same it. time they were they were doing a like a couple of like uh, foreign teams. Um, but I think they, I think for the division they set up to do football kits went bust pretty quickly. Ah, uh, okay. I'm thinking uh, Papa cool. Ruby Diop when I see this kit as well. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, definitely. After, after say, <clears throat> I think you had one similar the next season, and the Canterbury was in gold. Yeah. Um, I have to say as well. Obviously, I've, I've got pictures of every kit, and obviously a player wearing it. Could I find a picture of someone wearing this kit, Harry? Absolutely not, could I? It was, <laughs> so hard. it was so hard to find a picture. Man, like that's why it's so small. I'm gonna say that's the smallest I've ever seen sold couple. Oh. I think. <laughs> <laughs> oh, have you not seen him after a shower? <laughs> yeah. So Fair I think enough. this is from. I think this is from your FA Cup run actually when you beat Ipswich one 0 That's how I know we had got to got it off. I think it was the BBC Suffolk website for that game. <laughs> <laughs> Incredible. That's how that's how much so don't say I don't go out my way for you, Harry. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, mate? I was there for that one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but no, again, um, it was it's a great pick. Good shirt. Obviously means a lot to you being sort of that season. You won the FA Cup. So if you had to pick one to keep, which one would you go for? I think we know the answer, but which one would you go for? Oh God, it's quite hard, but it's got to be the Portsmouth one, isn't it? Unfortunately, yeah, of course it has. Of course it has. I think we all knew it was going to be that. So no, good, good picks. You, well, you redeemed yourself after the poor shirt impression <laughs> show, mate. All right, <laughs> uh, Ollie, let's move on to you and let's get into your your first shirt. What is your home shirt you're taking away on a desert island? Absolutely, I believe my first shirt um, is the uh, 2001 Fiorentina shirt, home shirt. Oh, there we go. Look at it. Look at what that. A, what a way to start. What a way to start. What a way to start. Thing of beauty. Right, let's talk you through it then. First of all, the colour, a nice little violet number. Uh, iconic Fiorentina badge. Um, we are speaking earlier about sponsors, or my opinion on sponsors, making uh, making a shirt. And the, the Toyota, it's basic. It's not, you know, not it's not a mess. It's not a picture of a car or anything. Very just bold writing. It works well against the colour in the background. The little mod spot, the Italian mod spot next to the badge, just yeah. just it's just a winner on any any shirt. And then it, rarely I like a long sleeve shirt, but this kind of works with the red trim and the white going down the uh, shoulders and, and the rest of the arms. And that collar is amazing. And what this shirt does, and this is the reason I like football shirts, it reminds you of you know I was speaking earlier about Naughty's players being characters which we don't see much nowadays Batistuta was a character Rui Costa was a character Mauro Bressan is a character who wore this shirt and scored the best ever Champions League goal of all time overhead kick from 40 yards out against Barcelona in this shirt it's it's, uh, yeah it's amazing. It is great. One player you didn't mention that I didn't know wore this shirt, it's only in my research that I found this out, was this man Adriano. Oh, uh, Adriano, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, wore this shirt. I didn't know, didn't know we played for for Fiorentina. Didn't spring to mind. The only thing that annoyed me, though, you can't really see it in that picture, wore number 90. So, yeah. Oh, not, yeah. That is, that is not, not good. Not great. Sh- Surely, version doesn't look as good on him. No, you've got to go no, long no. sleeve, I think, in that go one. You've got yeah. to go long yeah. sleeve with that. Definitely. Loving the Mizuno. Shout out to Mizuno. They're great, aren't they? 
as a, as, a, as a kit maker. And um, the only way you can mark this down is because obviously Fiorentina were sponsored by Nintendo as well. I think talking about sponsors with that previously, but um, I really like that kit. I, I think as a long sleeve, that definitely adds to that kit. Yeah. Most, most definitely. Sean? Fiorentina have come for a lot on Desert Island kits, haven't they? Um, <laughs> I think they've been a chosen Yeah, um, it looks like a racing car driver top, doesn't it? <laughs> And I quite, I, I quite like that actually. Night out, Sean. What are you saying? Ah, uh, maybe fancy dress. Please don't say Adriano on black. I know, yeah, yeah. God, we don't want that. God, no. Come on, you're not Jim Davidson. <laughs> oh, no. Anton Guizman. You're not. You're not any of them. No, but yeah, like um, Ollie said, it's you think of like with the, with the sponsor and the colour. You think you think back to it, don't you? That's all I can think of. I do. It's like I do. iconic. Serie in the nineties. Iconic in itself. It's a naughty. It's a naughty, Sean. Very high in the naughty. Harry, as well. What you, what are you thinking on all these? Yeah, choices? I mean, it's what else can you say? It's just a lovely shirt, isn't it? It's iconic. I'm sure if you looked this one up on eBay, it's going for a few quid and all. Yeah, yeah. definitely, definitely. Um, yeah, I agree with all of you. It's just beautiful. Like. You won't think purple and red would ever go together, but it really does. And the white obviously helps it. Uh, the pattern on the sleeves, I really like the little crisscross. Mizuno, don't see a lot of. Apparently, next season, they are going to be start supplying kits. I don't know what team it's for, so look out for it. You'll probably hear it on a future episode of Talking Kit. But yeah, from little social media posts you've done, it looks like they're getting back into manufacturing kits, which which I'm, I'm looking forward to. Toyota, yeah, like... James, second only to Nintendo for me on Fiorentina. But then the Nintendo is obviously with Feeler as well, which obviously is great. But no, great kit. I'm glad you've gone for the long sleeves, Ollie. Definitely adds to it. Nice tight cuffs, which you, you want to see. Oh, yes. Um, yeah, so no, really strong start. Um, so shall we move on and then go into your away shirt? I um going over to La Liga for the away shirt and uh, for an Atletico Madrid number um 0607 now it doesn't look like a football top in my opinion what it looks like it looks like this Sean you could wear on a night out it kind of looks like a Ralph Lauren almost rugby top yeah you have, I'm to not, pop, you, have, you have to pop the collar. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I'm not I'm not entirely sure why I like this, but I do. I think it because it's a bit unconventional. Um if you think Atletico Madrid, you're thinking the iconic red and white stripes and the blue shorts, the home shirt. And I think typically their away shirts are normally just blue. Um but the fact they mix the kind of navy blue and a white, I kind of like it. It's kind of a bit old school. And then with the it's it's very basic as well. There's not too much going on. It's got a nice collar, one of the best badges in football. And the Kia sponsor is just nice and simple. Um, and I like how in La Liga they've got the La Liga kind of um, thing on the arm, on the right arm, the La Liga badge. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that works well. And it's simplistic. And again, it takes me back to, you know, Atletico Madrid have produced some amazing strikers. Aguero, Falcao, Torres, Forlan, um, probably a few others I'm missing as well. Diego Costa, etc. It kind of takes me back to that era when they just had that elite team. Yeah, definitely. Um, one player that springs my definitely Aguero with that sort of Kia sponsor as well, definitely around that time. It was Torres' last season as well, I think. I the think so, got yeah. Again, couldn't find one in this kit. <laughs> so Campbell, but he's wearing it. The only one, the only <laughs> one, I could, the only other one I could find was a picture of him from Pez wearing this kit. But the quality <laughs> wasn't great, so I wouldn't use that one otherwise. But strange that he's gone, he's gone for red red socks on um, on on that one. Works better for the red socks. 
I don't know. Looks looks a bit odd. But it's a great it's a great kit. Sean, kick it off for you. What are you thinking? Uh yeah, it looks um it looks like they're trying to bring back a seventies kit for the nineties, if you know what I mean. It's like when they try and bring back a retro kit. Yeah. Um, and I quite like that. I don't think I've seen that kit to be honest. This is the first time I've seen it. I wasn't a fan of the league back in the day. No. I, I remember it only when Ollie sent it over to me. Like I'd totally gone out of my mind from from obviously when it was first out, but as soon as I saw it, it's like, oh yeah, they had the strange blue, white, and yellow, but sh- yellow shirt. Uh, Harry, what it, are you thinking? It does look a little bit like someone's just stuck a Kia logo on a polo shirt. Though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it is quite nice. I just think the sponsor sort of ruins it a little bit for me. Yeah, oh. yeah. Their third kit was the exact same as this, but with um, uh, red instead of the navy blue, I mm. believe. Mm. I'm with Harry on this. I like I like the gold on it, but I'm with Harry. I think the Kia logo it's almost like an afterthought. It does look better with the red short, uh, red socks that uh, in the pitch with Torres, and perhaps obviously the Kia logo looks much better on the home kit. But yeah, the logo. Obviously, we said about the Toyota adding to the Fiorentina top, but this one just yeah, it looks like a bit of an afterthought for me. Still a nice kit in general, but I think the sponsor just takes away from it. Yeah, yeah, I I could understand that. Do you remember when they were getting sponsored by films as well? Oh, like, yeah. like, a Spider-Man one, yeah, and like this, what some Will Smith film comes, which film Hitch. it was now, but was it Hitch? Yeah, Hitch. yeah, oh, God. it's oh, God. crazy. That's that's mad, isn't it? It's mad. So yeah, that was your away shirt, Ollie. So finally, hit us with your third shirt. Best till last. Um, it's Barcelona 2005 third kit. There we go. Look at that. I know I said earlier I, I like a sponsor on a, on a on a shirt, um, but obviously with this Barcelona era away home or the third kit, it works well without a sponsor. I think if you took away the badge and the Nike tick, it, or or keep the Nike tick, it maybe look like a golf shirt. But what I like about it is that it shouldn't it shouldn't work, but it does for me. The pinstripes, rouge and blue. And I don't I don't know what kind of color it is. It's almost like a beigey off gold, isn't it? Um, yeah. But again, it, it takes me back to Ronaldinho, to a young Iniesta, a Xavi, a Puyol. It takes me back to Champions League against Chelsea. There he is, the man himself, Eto. That, was, that was, that the, um, was that when he toe-poked it against Chelsea? Yeah, he'd done, he done like a little shimmy and then just like poked it through a gap past Petacek. And um, I think, yeah, I think the whole kit together looks better than just a shirt. But yeah, it's one of those shirts. I've not seen anything like it before or since, and I think that's why I like it. It, it it's one of those shirts that just takes you back in time. Yeah, no, absolutely great kit. One of my, one of my favourite Barcelona kits, I think, uh, from recent memory. Uh, like I say, just a bit about. Did you just think of that goal straight away in the Champions League against absolutely. Chelsea? That's all you think of straight away when you see it. And I believe their away shirt next year is going to be gold again. So I don't know if it's a little throwback to this kit, but yeah, great, great choice, mate. Probably, I think, probably my favourite of the three. And that, that's hard to say with, obviously, the Fiorentina shirt, but yeah, this Barcelona kit is uh, pretty special. Harriet, we'll start with you on this one. What do you think of Ollie's third kit choice? Yeah, it's iconic. As soon as I see it, it's just picture Ronaldinho and... Like it's not much, you know, any shirt of not, without a sponsor as well it just looks 10 times better. It looks a lot better in this photo than with it on. When it's sort of laid out there, I think it looks a little like Newport County's Burberry third kit they're going for. It's <laughs> a good kit, though. It's a good kit. <laughs> but on, the colour looks a lot nicer, for sure. Uh, Sean? It looks like a golf shirt, doesn't it? Like, when it's laid out like that, when you say. Uh, yeah. Obviously, it looks better as a full kit, like Holly said. Um, uh, yeah, I'm not a fan. Oh. 
just looked a bit okay. too plain, a bit too like uh, a shirt you sell in a club shop. Do you know what I mean? Like those branded polos you get. So not a shirt you'd wear on a night out. Like, like um, no, like um, a team would wear in pre-season. You only wear the same polo shirt. Oh yeah, yeah. Around, yeah, around that, the yeah. complex. On the bus. I get yeah, you. fair, fair one, fair one. And we'll finish off with you. James? Yeah, for me, I prefer the long sleeve, I think, with the clip, uh, the picture you got there, Ronaldinho, I think I prefer it in the yeah. long sleeve. We set the bar so high with Fiorentina off the, off the bat. It's not it's not going to be my favourite out of the three that you've picked, but yeah, it's a very, very nice kit. I like the colour on it again. Uh, I see what you're saying with the sort of, it shouldn't work and it does. And again, I think that's just the nostalgia that the kit sort of brings to us in our memory. Absolutely. But yeah, it's a good choice. And if you had to pick one, Oli, to, to take, which one would it be? <sighs> Ooh, it's got to be the Barcelona shirt. That's all for so. the win. They don't Absolutely. get many wins these days, so it's... Uh, no, exactly. <laughs> it's nice. We're ending the episode with one for Barcelona. I, I would have gone for this one as well, I think. Definitely a fan of it. Definitely look out for one as well. If I could ever get one from a collection, I'd definitely, definitely go for one. So, yeah, that was Desert Island Kits. Thanks for the guys for picking their shirts. They've done great. Uh, set the bar again uh, on this feature. You're listening and watching Talking Kits. <laughs> Okay, so unfortunately, that is the end of this week's episode. Thanks for joining us. And yeah, what's a big thanks to Ollie and Harry, the guys from Team of Our Lives, for joining us for the episode. It's been, it's been brilliant. It's been great talking kit with you. Where can people find you? Tell them again what you're all about. And uh, yeah, just, just spread the word of Team of Our Lives, please. Absolutely. So uh, me and Harry do a podcast called Team of Our Lives. You can find it on Spotify, Apple, Google, wherever you listen to podcasts, really, you can find it. It's all about football in the noughties. Uh, we get guests on to chat about their experiences, their clubs, wherever they may have been, play some quizzes, uh, as you may have heard through this episode. We do have a leaderboard for opening a panini <laughs> packet from 15 years ago. Um, uh, yeah, so come check us out wherever you listen to your podcast and follow us on Twitter at Team of Our Lives for any updates awesome harry anything you want to say add you can also get it on youtube if you just search oh, yeah. team of our lives podcast <laughs> good point awesome again yeah thanks for joining us guys won't be the last time i'm absolutely sure of it but yeah no thanks for joining um sean no, to have you back anything you want to say great to be back um i'm going to be available for the next um forever hopefully the evenings are going to be free to, uh, do well, I'm I'm so happy for that. I'm happy. James. Anything you want to say, mate? I mean, Sean's just an absolute natural at this. Obviously, follow <laughs> uh, the guys as they've mentioned. Uh, definitely give them a follow and listen to their podcast. Likewise, talking kit. You can get us on all the socials. Follow me as well at Counterfeit Crookie on Instagram. Uh, I do a, well. I have recently posted my upcoming gigs. It'd be great to see people there. But yeah. Just get following Talking Kit for more content like this. Definitely. Uh, yeah, just reiterate. Get liking and subscribing to the channel. We are trying to get our subs up on YouTube. So, yeah, just give us a smash a like on the videos and also subscribe. Like I say, we have the Friday night shows for Premier League games. Uh, the Strip Down, where we talk to the fans of other teams other than United. And we just run through the games for that weekend. So, yeah, check us all out at Talking Kit on everything. And we will see you again for another episode. Just make sure that you are always talking kit. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Find more great shows or join the team at sport-social.co.uk.
Social Podcast Network. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.